Hello, everyone. This is uh, Mike Lisk, a.k.a. AP Mike. Uh, unfortunately, I'm here this week to uh, make a sad announcement. Uh, Tom's father uh, passed away uh, this past weekend rather suddenly. And um, so he's not with us this week, and uh, he's attending to that. And uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to Tom and his family as they uh, deal with this difficult uh, time in their lives. Um, but he asked us to, uh, rather than have no show at all this week, he did ask us to come in. And so I'm here with the uh, best show behind the scenes crew and we're going to play, um, some clips, you know, and, uh, you know, keep the spirit of the show alive this week. Please stay with us. Uh, there will be some laughs going forward, but, uh, you know, Tom wanted us to just make this announcement so that everybody would know uh, what happened. So without further ado, um, I'm going to play some music. everybody that was uh, mr and mrs paychecks brand new rocking theme for the best show uh so yes we're uh we're filling in for tom uh this week um and uh we're gonna play some clips um we're not gonna take any calls tonight this is just uh we're we're gonna try and carry on in the spirit of the show while while tom uh takes some time off and um that's what it's gonna be uh so um we're going to uh, introduce the first clip now. Uh, Pat is here. Pat Byrne is here with us tonight, and uh, he wants to uh, introduce this clip. Thanks, Mike. I'm here also with Jason Gore and uh, Brendan McDonald. Uh, 
just here for Tom. His uh, his father unfortunately passed away over the weekend, and uh, if you're just joining us, he is not here tonight. Uh, he's with his family, and he's asked us to air just some kind of best of clips in his absence and carry on with the show as uh, as planned for this time slot. So our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Um, the chat is still going over at friendsoftom.com. Uh, you could tweet over at us at Twitter at um, Best Show for Life. That's uh, Best Show Number Four Life. And uh, I just wanted to share a quick tweet that someone had out here. It's from uh, uh, Liam Carroll. Wrote the Best Show got me through the most difficult time in my life four years ago. Now maybe we can do the same for Tom. And I, th- I just couldn't have said it any better myself. We're um, you know just playing some of our favorite moments that have made us laugh over the years, and we hope to make you guys laugh tonight too. This is a, you know, sort of a, a celebration of the show. The show is back here at Friends of, uh, I'm sorry, best the best show net. But the chat is going over at friendsoftom.com. So say hello if you want. This clip is one of my favorites. It is a uh, classic Worcester call from back in February 10th of 2009. Uh, it's from a very exciting and troubling call from a pilot and hero, Chelsea Sully Sullenberger. So without further ado, here is that. FMU, you're on the air. Hi, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, second the uh, the Clifford uh, love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites, too. That is a great movie. Do you remember the scene where, uh, where uh, Mary Steam Virgin, mm-hmm. she accuses Charles Grodin of, of not liking kids? And, yes. And he, and he goes... I love kids. I I have a nephew that I love, uh-huh. and she goes, "Really? What's his name?" I can I can. And he, I might have the name wrong, but he goes, "I want to say Rodney." It's Mason. Mason. Yeah, he goes. I want to <laughs> say Mason. That is such I a love great it. movie. I love it. And when and when uh, Martin Short goes, he hates you. I don't know why. <laughs> I love I it. I don't know why. I don't know why. Hey, speaking of movies, what was the movie you were talking about that's the 3D movie? Oh, it's called Coraline. Can you spell that? C-O-R-A-L-I-N-E. Okay. And it's good? I thought it was great. Because I haven't seen a 3D movie since, gosh, the 70s, maybe? Mm-hmm. Sound right? I don't know. Well, this is a different kind of 3D than that, yeah. Okay, wow. This 3D is so... Uh, it's very different. Wow. It's like um it's 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 really it's really elaborate and right. and uh and it's not gimmicky 3D. Oh, it's nice. really nice. Sounds like you got to see it to believe it, I guess, right? And it, that's you know, I mean that sounds like a cliche, but you do have to see it to believe it. Wow. I I'm, I love it. it. Sounds like it's kind of like the uh, the footage of my plane going down. What's that? I said it's kind of like the footage of my plane going down you got to see it to believe it of your plane going down yeah what what plane are you talking about uh flight 1549 what do you mean when you that's the one that that went in the uh hudson yeah that's your plane yeah and who who are you sully <laughs> this is sully yeah really yeah chief sullenberger but call wow. me sully everyone calls me sully well, that's exciting. Yeah. You, this is this is your name is uh, Chesney. Chesley. Chesley. Sullenberger. Yes. Everybody calls you Sully. Though. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, this is exciting. You're really on quite the... Uh, oh, stop. Quite the media tour. I know. No, it's, 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 it has been quite a few weeks. Mm-hmm. 60 Minutes, the other day, uh, you know, the morning shows, Keys to Cities... Mm-hmm. It's 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 a lot. I mean, you know, people call me a hero, but I was just doing my job, uh, like mm-hmm. any pilot would. Sure. Well, it, look, I cannot. I'm I'm sure uh, this is just one of the many times you've been told this. So, um, but I, I hope it's not too redundant at this point. But I, uh, you know, I, I what you did was spectacular. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I, like I said, I was just doing my job. I'm just so grateful that everybody got out. Mm-hmm. Except for my, my, my library book. If you, if you heard about that. I did not hear about well, that. Well, it's kind of like a human interest story now. I actually had a library book on the plane, mm-hmm. and it got lost in the, you know, in the, in the water. Okay. And so I called up my library, and they, they waived the, the fee. And, it, of course, you know, AP kind of ran with that. So, uh-huh. Yeah. So, well, that's interesting. Well, no, but, I mean, it, it's nice to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting a little out of hand. I, 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 uh-huh. I gotta say, it kind of mm-hmm. takes me back to a, to a time, uh, I, I don't know, I guess I don't really want to relive again. Uh huh. But, um. Like, what, what are you talking, what period are you talking about? Well, you know, if, if you've read anything about me, you know that I had a pretty interesting childhood, and it's not my, my first brush with fame. So this, this whole thing is not your first... No. This is not your first brush with fame? No. You landing the plane into the Hudson? No, no. Um, basically, uh, long story short, I, I grew up in uh, Denison, Texas. Okay. And I was kind of a kind of a scrapper, you know? I like I liked to have fun, and I, I could get into trouble every now and then, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, well, you know, basically, I, I was a troublemaker. Okay, so you were kind of like a like a rambunctious. Well, kid. I was a, I was a real bastardo. A, a real bastardo. Can I say that on the radio? Yeah, song? well, that's fine. Okay. That's a good enough. Well, one. Well, yeah. thanks, amigo. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, I do stuff like it, it, nothing too out of hand. You know, I, I, I stand outside a local movie house and I, I tell people in line how the movie ended, uh-huh. <laughs> and then they'd leave. Oh, so that's the kind of stuff you did back when you were a kid? Yeah, I mean the the theater owner, you know. Hated me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wanted to wanted to kill me at one point, mm-hmm. so I tried to kill her. <laughs> really? Well, you know, as as only a you know an eleven year old can. So how did you try to kill her? A oh, pipe bomb. <laughs> What's that? A little pipe bomb. A pipe. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah. Uh-huh. It well, was, that that is horrible. Well, I used, I used to steal you know just like little things from the five and dime, uh-huh. little gum and stuff. Uh-huh. I, I stole some trucks. Uh huh. Yeah. Like little toy trucks and things. No real ones. <laughs> so when you were, I said I was a little bastardo. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You. You. Well, it sounds like you were definitely a a troublemaker. I was, but but then you know things took a really great and amazing turn for me. Mm-hmm. I started doing this uh, ventriloquist act, mm-hmm. basically just for the guys in my gang, mm-hmm. the little creeps. That was the name of your your gang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, I'd use this doll that I stole from the local Woolworths. Uh huh. And truth be told, my act was mainly X-rated fare. Mm-hmm. But the guys convinced me to do like a, a clean version of it at a local talent show. Okay. And so I, 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 I said, okay, I'll, uh, I'll try it out. You know, I'll bring old Stinky to the uh, the talent show. What was that? Old Stinky. And what? That's the name of your your. That was my dummy. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was an old miner. Miner. Yeah. You mean like like a forty nine, like a like a like a prospector. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I glued gray hair on him. Uh huh. Yeah. I trimmed the hair off my, my granddad when he was asleep. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> From down below. Oh, oh, just, oh stop. I don't want to know okay. anything about okay. that, Sully. So anyway, I I did the talent show. Uh huh. And I won. Really? Yeah, and then I ended up going on this local uh Well how how old are you at this point? Uh I'm twelve at this point. Okay. Yeah. So I go on this local variety show in Denison. Mm-hmm. Tim McMurtley's Cav Cavalcade. Tim, what was that? McMurtley. McMurtley. Yeah. And what was the other? Ca- I heard Cavalcade in there. Ca- Cav Cavalcade. Cav. C A L V E. Oh, Cav Cavalcade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was the name of the show that, you went on. Yeah, it was. It was like a half half a farm show and half variety show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And next thing you know, me and old Stinky are on a plane uh, bound for New York City. And guess what? What? The Ed Sullivan Show. Wow. Yes. I didn't know any of this. It was amazing. Well, that's pretty impressive. Oh, my God. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced. Just like being, you were starting to have some real success, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, after being, you know, no bones about it, a little bastardo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and now you're you're actually... Putting together a little bit of a career. Absolutely. So by this point, you know, it's it's January of '64. Mm-hmm. That's when I made my first appearance. Okay. And it just I killed. On the Ed Sullivan. Show. Absolutely. Okay. I totally connected with people. I it just that experience of just the audience just being with you, mm-hmm. and it it was just it was amazing. And I came back two more times. Okay. And uh, by this point, I'm I'm like, I think I just turned thirteen. Okay. And I'm a star. Yeah. You, you, well, being on the Ed Sullivan Show, that, that's very impressive. At that point, in, in America, everybody watched the Ed Oh, my Sullivan God, yeah. yeah. Look Look Magazine did like a four-page feature on me. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, a, as like the, the ventriloquist, uh, like like you being like a young ventriloquist? Uh, yeah, I think, it was, I think it was called Old Stinky and the Boy. Okay. I think that's what the That was the name of the article? Yeah. I mean, I okay. could go into any toy store, and the owner would give me anything I wanted. Really? You're the boy who makes old, slink, old stinky talk. Have a slinky. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he'd just give you toys. Yeah. So you really did have a taste of some pretty legitimate fame. Yeah, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't kind of take advantage of it, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like how, how so? Well, I started to get a big head, and I would, you know, I'd, I, I expected things. I, I would go into a store and just take stuff. Walk, really? walk down the aisles, record stores, whatever, mm-hmm. cars. Cars. So yeah. you have a thing for taking vehicles. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it kind of that kind of magnified that, and I was became even a bigger bastardo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was that was uh, at the peak of your your fame. Well, it it turned out to be. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be. Um, so I I had another appearance on Ed Sullivan mm-hmm. in February. Okay. And it was the same night that the Beatles were on for the first time. Okay. Yeah. How did that go? Well, it was nuts. You know, girls were screaming. Mm-hmm. I didn't really follow, follow rock and roll that much. I was in the country. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were screaming for me and old Stinky. Mm-hmm. So I started walking around like I owned the joint. Okay. You know, just like kind of bossing people around. My dad was there. Yeah. And he was just going nuts with power at this point. Uh-huh. Yelling at people. He, he actually punched Ringo in the bottom. Really? Yeah, which is it's a weird place to punch somebody, yeah. isn't it? You know? 
Because of like a power issue? Uh, yeah, he just want. Yeah, well, he see he he tried to get the Beatles bumped so I could do two bits. Uh huh. Yeah. And that didn't. That clearly didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And you know who did get bumped? Who's that? Me and Old Stinky. So, so you guys, you did not perform on that Ed Sullivan show. No, we didn't. You know, mm-hmm. and we never got asked back again mm-hmm. after what happened. What was that? Was your father punching Ringo? No. Well, there, well, he he punched John in the butt also. Okay. Yeah, and he punched Paul in the in the in the in the ankle, which is even odder. That is very like, weird. You would kick somebody in the ankle, but yeah. you wouldn't punch him. So he like bent down and punched. He people? like lunged, but like at a weird downward angle. Uh-huh. He ended up getting hurt worse than than, than Paul than the, did. Than the people he punched. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, no, actually, Old Stinky sent death threats to Ed Sullivan uh-huh. and the Beatles. Old Stinky did. Yeah, and all their fans. Okay. Somehow he got a list of all their fans. Yeah, so the so your ventriloquist dummy yeah. was sending death threats. Yeah, that yeah. Was not, that was not you doing that, maybe? Oh, no. What? Uh-huh. No. But so anyway, after that, you know, I thought, okay, done with this. Mm-hmm. Limelight, goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, and I put Old Stinky in the attic. And I kind of buckled down, you know. I got I got my pilot's license like two years later. Went to Purdue. Uh huh. And uh, then I became a uh, a fighter pilot in the Air Force. So you kind of put the the whole thing behind absolutely you, the, the showbiz yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It was and, just too much, you know. It was, yeah. it was a lot to deal with. Well, I mean, it sounds like you you had a uh, you know at a, at a point when it runs out, yeah. it's time for you to get serious. Oh yeah. So I had a family, pretty normal life, you know, wife, two daughters. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, never in a million years I think I'd be in the limelight again. Because of all of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like that, my, that first press conference, mm-hmm. surrounded by press, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the lights in your eyes. Yeah. And it was like I was, I was that 12-year-old ventriloquist again. Really? So you just felt kind of like you were thrown back into that moment of being a, yeah. a, a kid? Weird deja vu. Everywhere I go, people are cheering for me. Uh-huh. I can get anything I want. Delis, you know, sporting events on the mm-hmm. street. People are cheering for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I could uh, I could have any woman I, I wanted. Okay. I don't I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you said you were married with kids. Well, yes, I could probably have any man that I wanted. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's not my scene. Though, okay. You know? Well, that's fine. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> that's of course from friends. What's that? That's from Friends, the TV show. I actually think that's from Seinfeld. What is? That not that there's anything wrong with that? Yeah. Like that catchphrase? Yeah. Yeah, that's from Seinfeld. It's from Friends. It's definitely not from Friends. I will bet I will bet you all the money yeah. from my Wheaties endorsement. <laughs> You're doing a weed. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, the guy the guy got caught smoking, what, was he smoking cocaine? Yeah, no, he was smoking weed. What, Michael Phelps? Yeah, yeah. What do you think? You're smoking like it was a crack pipe or something? Wasn't it? No, it was just a bong. Oh, it wasn't doing. But okay, since since Wheaties kicked him off, they're putting you on. Oh yeah, yeah. And what is the box going to be? A picture of you. Landing a plane in the Hudson? No, it's me, and I, I'm holding a bowl of of, of uh, Wheaties, uh-huh. and I'm also holding like a little miniature, uh, you know, like a little, you know, uh, U.S. airplane. Okay. You know, and I'm and I'm just holding it in my hand, and I'm giving the thumbs up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that that's the box. That's what the Wheaties box is. Yeah, and of course, be? my autograph's on it. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Um, look, well, I will bet you whatever you want. That's definitely from Seinfeld. Okay, well, we'll we'll talk about this later. I guess you know. I but, will. You know, that's, I, that's only one of my my uh, issues right now. Uh huh. Yeah. What like what what else? Well, I'm, ha- I'm ha- you know it's hard to deal with this. You know, just the the unexpected fame part mm-hmm. two. You know, it's been sure. it's been tough, and I'm having some friction with my family, mm-hmm. who I still totally love. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm in NYC today. Yeah, because uh, I saw you. I think did you do Letterman? I did today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So family's a little bummed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why's that? Well, I haven't been returning their calls for a couple of days. Really? Just not feeling it. <laughs> not feeling what? In, I don't know. You know, I'm uh, talking to your family. Well, you know, You're not feeling that. I need my space right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in two different hotels. <laughs> What's that? We're in two different hotels. So you're staying in a different hotel from your family? Yeah, yeah. While you're in a, di- a strange city? Not that strange. I'm, I'm at the W. Uh-huh. It's great here. And, and where are they? It's on 17th. Uh, oh, where are they? Yeah. They're at some Holiday Inn in Jersey somewhere, I think. Okay. Yeah, out wow. by the tunnel or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So you really are just doing your own thing there in, in New York. I need my space. You know, I'm just being sully. Uh-huh. You know, for a few days. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that, well, that, I don't know about that. That well, sounds, that's a little, a little rough. I know. Well, it's, it's been rough stuff. You know, I, I, I have, I've been overwhelmed by this stuff. I'm so overwhelmed by these offers, you know, for just, like I said, the Wheaties and stuff. I had to get an agent. You got an agent? Yeah. Like, to help you field all these exactly, yeah. offers and whatnot? Yeah, yeah. And, and how is that going? He's pretty good. He's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's getting me some good stuff. His name's Rupert? Rupert. Yeah. Okay. I I know I've heard that name before. Like people who've had him as an agent. He manages a, uh, some rock bands, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I cannot remember. I can't either. Yeah. But I know he's a uh as a local agent who people who've called up have said they use. Oh yeah, he's good. Um you know, I was actually offered a guest appearance on Saturday Night Live. Really? Oh yeah. And and you mean like one of those little cameo things well yeah it was going to be one of those weekend update uh-huh. things you know where okay. you come on and you know you you say a line and everyone everyone just cheers because they can't believe you're there you know they, 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 do, it, they do it with like i've seen it with like paul mccartney i think and sting and stuff yeah yeah you know? so it's going to be that but you know rupert told him i'd only do the show if i hosted uh-huh yeah oh uh, so so that kind of went away no i'm i'm doing it you're doing what? I'm hosting it in in like two weeks. You're, you're going to host Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I was actually kind of mortified when when he told me about it because uh-huh. I'm not an actor. I'm, I, I don't really, I haven't been in front of the cameras, you know, until now since you know since '64. Yeah, you know, so I don't want to do it. But my daughters, you know, and Matsuflex said I, I could do it no problem. What's that? My you're... daughters and Matsuflex said I could do it easily. Mat- Matsuflex. Yeah. I that that is one of the guys on uh, on that show Tool Academy. You know him? Yes, I see. That's the is this complete tattooed creep. Wait, what? What? Well, why is he advising you? Because he's my nephew. He's, <laughs> he's a real winner, that boy. That's your nephew. Yes, Matsu Flex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's funny. I always thought Matsu Flex would be the one member of my family who who become world famous i didn't uh-huh. think it would be me uh-huh you know but it is you now well it's both of us too uh-huh. it's him too i mean he's he's got all kinds of big big plans mm-hmm. yeah he's got what's called a myspace page 
Yeah. Wow. That that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 So they told me I could pick whatever musical guest I wanted for, uh-huh. for Saturday Night Live. Sure. And, well, I I picked Neil Young. Uh huh. You know, because I think he's I think he's very relevant still. Sure. Sure. And, and uh, you know, there of course there's a little little uh, you know connective uh, tissues probably the wrong word but like a you know connection between he and he and I. How how so? Come on. I I have no idea. What's the title of maybe his best album? Everybody knows this is nowhere. I don't even know what that is. Russ never sleeps. No. One of his best albums. Come on. After the Gold Rush. No. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, think mid '80s. No, oh, I now I know what you're talking about. You're talking about an album called Landing on Water. That's right. Yeah, which is, that's definitely not one of his best albums. Sure it is. No, that is a horrible oh, album. Oh, well, maybe the ones on either side of him are just as good. The, on either side of who? Uh, old Ways. Uh-huh. And I think there was one called Everybody's Rocking. Yeah, like a rockabilly album. Yeah, did. I like that one, too. You like those? You don't like any of those? I'm not crazy about that period of Neil Young. Well, no. geez, okay. Well, he was... Hmm, okay, because now there's, there's a whole thing in motion where he's going to do a, uh, a live version of Landing on Water in its entirety on Broadway. Really? Guess who's going to narrate it? Who? Me. You, how, I? I, how could I not guess yeah. that? So, you, so it's like a production of you and Neil Young? And Matsuflex, yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Matsuflex. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be on board. Yeah. And what is he going to do? He's going to do his... He's just going to be Matsuflex, uh-huh. yeah. You know, uh-huh. that's what he does. He's okay. going to roll Matsuflex style. You know, who, who else is going to be involved in it? <laughs> who's that? Old Stinky. Oh, the ventriloquist dummy. He's back. Oh, great. Yeah. We're putting the old act uh, back together. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a, a fantastic idea. Yeah. The last, I guess, old Stinky was in your life was what? When he was, when he was writing the death threats to... Well, you can't prove it. He wasn't... Well, yeah. And so you said you put him away after the death threats were written. And yeah. Now, now he's back. He's back. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he doesn't he didn't want me to get Neil Young to be on the on Saturday Night Live. Uh huh. He said I need to be more current. Okay. Yeah. This is what the ventriloquist dummy said to you. I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who did he want? He wants someone called Deerhoof. Deerhoof. Yes. Really? What is that? It's a like an indie rock band. Indian rock. Okay. You know, it's not indie. Oh, like band. um. Oh, who was the band that did Indian Reservation? Paul, is it like that? No, Indian no. Giver. That's the Fruit Gum Boys. <laughs> no, that was a 1910 the Fruit, Fruit Gum Company. Company. Yeah, and that was not. They were not American Indians. I'm. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking of Gary Puckett and his Union Gaps. Yeah, I think. I think you. Yeah. Okay. Although I think it actually might be Paul Revere and the Raiders. So you mean Cherokee Nation? That's it, Cherokee Pride. Yeah, yes. that's yeah, that's. I like that. We're so. all over. Maybe the I'll, get, I'll get them to do it. And I got it. I'm, I'm already locked into this deer hoof cat. Oh. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a band. It's not just okay. one person. Well, anyway, Old Stinky tells me I got to get my own record out. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you're going to start doing music now? I, yeah, I mean, I, I dabbled, you know, in, in, uh-huh. in the '70s, you know. So I, I told him that I'd. I'd give it a shot, you know. I, mm-hmm. I could, I could maybe call up uh, Bruce and uh, Steve uh-huh. to see if they they could help us out. Hey, but, you, Bruce. Yeah. You mean like Springsteen? Yeah. 
And who you said like 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 Steven? You yeah, said Steve. Miami Steve. Yeah. Miami Steve. Yeah. I think he's little Steven now. Who is? My my you, you, well, What's wrong with him? What happened to him? No, he's no he he switched names. I think in like seventy four. Oh, I knew him as Miami Steve. Uh huh. Huh. You knew him? Oh yeah, both of those guys. You know, you know Bruce Springsteen and Miami Steve. I did. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah. We're total buds. Uh huh. Yeah. See, I was stationed at Fort Davies mm-hmm. in uh, Newbridge. Okay. In in uh, the early seventies. All right. You know, and uh, around like seventy four or five or so, I'd go down to Asbury. Okay. You know, and I'd hang out with the guys in in the band, and I I met them at a party one night, and we just totally hit it off. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. They used to call me Magic Rat. <laughs> Magic Rat. Yeah. Which I think is a character in one of the songs. Yeah, Jungle right? Land. Jungle. Oh, so you are the Magic Rat. Yeah. That's that's just one of the. Wow. Yeah. I, well, that, there's that line, you know, the uh, you know Magic Rat drove his uh, his sleek machine over the Jersey state line and uh-huh. barefoot girl sitting on the hood of a Dodge drinking warm beer in the soft summer rain. Uh-huh. Rat pulls into town, rolls up his pants. Together they take a stab at romance. That all happened. That's you. That's me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that is probably the ultimate piece of rock trivia now. Oh, yeah. That the guy who landed the plane in the Hudson was a character in a Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Yeah. You know what's even wilder? What's that? You know, the barefoot girl? Uh-huh. Her real name was uh, Rhonda. Okay. Yeah. And um, this is really odd. She was a dead ringer for Katie Couric. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. You mean like a young Katie? Exactly, Kirk? yeah. And that's why in the 60 Minutes footage, uh-huh. I look just like, I look weird, I think. Like, because she looks so much like Rhonda mm-hmm. that I was, I was just like, whoa. You know, I didn't even know what I was saying half the time. You know, I mean, I, I'd seen Katie Cork on TV mm-hmm. and thought she looked kind of like Rhonda. But mm-hmm. up, up close, it was like I was back at the Drunken Barnacle, mm-hmm. you know, doing the kind of things you'd only read about in Lovemakers Fortnightly back then. Oh, I, I do not know that yeah. magazine. Yeah. So, well, love, okay. Yeah. But so anyway. You were thrown by the fact absolutely. that. Absolutely. I was Katie... like, whoa, 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 you know, because I, I wanted it again. Oh, God. But. That's. Horrible. No, I, I, well, you know. Anyway, but, you know, so it's not going to happen because old, old Stinky yeah. says there's no way in hell he's going to let me work with Bruce. Oh, so if I could just back up for a second. Yeah. The ventriloquist dummy. Yes. That you control, right, ostensibly, is on your is on your arm. Right. Yeah, he told you that you're not going to work with Bruce Springsteen. Doesn't want me to do it, yeah. Why is that? Well, he said all I needed to do was listen to this song called Outlaw Pete, and I'd know all I needed to know. What is that? It's a, it's actually, I might actually have to agree with Old Stinky. 
right now. It's a song off of his new album, which is not very good. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. Well. Oh. Well, you know. Also, Old Stinky says that the other reason I shouldn't work with Bruce is because I should I should still sue him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you sue him over? Uh, from the song that he stole from me. <laughs> what what song did Bruce Springsteen steal from you? Well, you know, back back in the, those days, you know, we'd hang out at these parties and stuff, and you know, everyone would 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 sing at a at a party, and then we'd pass a bass around. Mm-hmm. And we'd sing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just passing the old bass guitar around the room, right? Yeah, Excuse just yeah, kind, yeah, kind yeah. of just strumming it's away. There were never guitars at parties back then. There were it was always a bass. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Oh, well, that is weird. Yeah. So I sing the song that I, that I was always working on. Uh-huh. Yeah, when the early in the morning factory whistle blows, man rises from bed and puts on his clothes man takes his lunch walks out in the morning light it's the working the working just the working life and that's a song you were that's a song that ended up on um <laughs> well yeah f- fl- fl- flash forward uh, I, was, I believe it was 78 and it's the hit single off his new album well, that, that is not the hit single off of Darkness on the Edge of Town. Sure it was. Factory? Yeah. That's one of the worst songs I've ever... No, Wait, fans, what? You wrote it. I didn't... I, You know, that song is, is kind of dirgy, and the hit was... What was the hit again? Badlands? I don't know. No, fa- Factory was the hit. It was... Okay, well... They but, opened with it every night. I don't know about that. Oh. I, that was not the hit off of... Uh, darkness on it but you wrote it oh yeah and you feel like you got uh, he stole it from me he stole it okay yeah yeah so but you know i'll um i'll get rich on my own Uh uh-huh yeah how's that are you ready rupert rupert is in negotiations Mm -hmm. for us to do a movie really yeah like a like a, a movie of your life no it's an action film Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's me, mm-hmm. Old Stinky, mm-hmm. and Dwayne DeRock Johnson. The so the the guy, Dwayne, the Rock, like uh, he calls himself Dwayne the. Rock. I thought he just called himself Dwayne Johnson now. Oh, yeah, that guy does just call himself Dwayne Johnson. This is another guy. <laughs> Hold on, like another guy. Yeah. What did you say his name was? Dwayne DeRock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. What is it? Dwayne. Yeah. The Rock Johnson. The Rock. Yeah, like the Rock. Like D A, like like kind of cool. The Rock. No, does in like the stupid. So there's so it's a different actor. Yeah, and Rock and Rock is R O C C. Calling himself Dwayne the Rock, D U H R O C C Johnson. Yeah. Well, that sounds well. That's kind of fraudulent, but but anyway, so you and him are going to star in a movie. Yeah. Uh, what what is the movie going to be? There's no name yet, but but um, it, they have to work in what he's you know what he's known for. And what's that? Well, he's an extreme slapper. The 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 rock. Yes, he's also uh-huh. like a, a I think a cha- I think he's a champion belt whipper in China, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, he got banned here. <laughs> Some. Part of a belt whipping league. Yes, and he's also uh-huh. known as America's most violent fireman. Yeah, he's really out there. He's um, he likes to whip people with his 
his his hat, you know how they have those hats, you know, that are hard, like the hard fireman hat. He likes to beat people with those. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then, like, you know how they have the hoses, you know, with the, that the air comes into your mouth with? He, yeah. He whips people with those. He's also in a strangling league. What? I've never heard of a strangling. There's, like, competitive strangling? Oh, yeah. Why? And, and how does that play out? You know, I think it takes place not even in basements. I think it takes place in crawl spaces. Dank crawl spaces. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's just... It's just guys fighting each other in a crawl space? No, there's no fighting. It's just strangling. There, there are strict rules. Well, that is... I've never heard of that. Yeah. That's horrifying. You know what else is horrifying? What, what's that, Sully? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I just want to remind everybody, this is the guy who landed the plane into the Hudson. The the hero. Stop. Come on. Okay. We'll go. What, what is horrifying? <sighs> I can, I don't know, I just feel like I'm, I can feel myself flushing my life back down the toilet again. How's that? Well, basically all the stuff I've just mentioned. Yeah? You know, and... You mean like doing all this movie stuff and yeah, wasting your time with all that stuff? I don't, you know, someone's making me do it. Or something uh-huh. is making me do it. What, what, what is it? Old Stinky. So this, uh, this puppet is making you it's do not this? a puppet. Uh-huh. What is it? He's a dummy. Okay. Yeah. So he's making you make these decisions? The things I don't feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's, you know, Bruce is a year older than me. Uh-huh. And, you know, old Stinky says, you know, Bruce looks 20 years younger than you. Uh-huh. You need massive, massive plastic surgery? Really? Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. He says, yeah, you need jowl displacement. This is the the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, he also said I need a mustache transplant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think you might need to maybe take him off of your arm and then maybe go back to your family. Well, he's not here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, although he did leave me a note uh-huh. saying that I need to go uh, to this loft party with him uh-huh. in something called Williamsburg uh-huh. at ten. Great. And the note also says that one of the guys from. Migmit is DJing. Mig Mig Migmit. M G M T. Yes. Okay, that's not good. What is that? That's a group. Like a you, rock group? Yeah, you might want to stay away from that uh, that party. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. I, I yeah, I did. I did what you asked me to do. I'm sorry. Uh, who, who's that? El Stinky's here. Oh, the, he showed up now. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And where was he I, before? I don't know. I, I yes. The escort service said the women are going to be back here at 3 a.m. I'm so. I'm sorry. I'm so, uh, I might have to go in a second. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. Old Stinky. I'm sorry, oh, sir. Sir, I don't want to drink alcohol tonight, please. Please, I don't want to smoke ash either. I don't want to. T- I don't want to touch you there. No, stop. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Okay. It is the best show. Uh... 
with Tom Sharpling, and I am Jason Gore, and I'm here with AP Mike, Pat Byrne, Brendan McDonald, and um, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're filling in tonight for Tom, uh, who sadly can't be with us tonight, uh, as his father passed away this weekend. Um, he wanted us to do the show, um, keep the show going, play some best of clips from the first version version of the show for the first 13 years. And we're also going to play some clips from the first three shows that you can hear right here on uh, thebestshow.net. And uh, so we're just picking our favorites tonight. Uh, Pat, just picked that one. What did you say that was from? What date? Uh, it's 09. It's uh, February 10th. February 10th, 2009. Sully Sullenberger call. And um, I'm just going to hop into it here with, with my favorite. Now, this is a... a um, a clip that whenever, anytime anyone ever asks me, uh, how do I get into the best show? Where do I start? This is one of the clips I always point them to. And Tom's impersonation, his impression of Billy Crystal is unmatched. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And uh, here is Tom uh, making fun of Billy Crystal doing his jazz man character. Let's take a listen. I grew up in New Orleans. I have lived in the Ninth Ward most of my trade cool life. My father, he was in the army. He was a trumpet player in the army band, and he also played the bugle. He was a good bugle player. I mean, he could play that bugle. When he played taps, you knew that the cat that was dead meant something to somebody. I mean, he played it like it was the blues. So like, bop do dwee, bop do zow, bop do zap, do zap, do zap. Mike just asked if he, what did you ask? Mike just asked if he had blackface on. No, it's, it's, uh, it's called audio blackface. It's called, uh, like the, when you hear it, it's just like theater of the mind. Just picture Billy Crystal without blackface, mind you, somehow managing to embody the spirit of not a uh, not an old jazz man. And jazz man is always in quotes because it means black guy, jazz man. He's not embodying the spirit of an old jazz man. He's in spirit. He's embodying the spirit of the most racist person on earth. He is somehow. This probably. This could be like his audition for like Grand Wizard. This actually. This this would be his campaign uh, video if he was running. This would be the the thing they would show where it'd be just like, like I see a new vision for the clan in two thousand six. Baboudoui, baboudoua, baboudoui, baboudoua, baboudoua. So when I was old enough, I wanted to play the horn, you know. I went up to my dad and said, Pops, I want to be a musician. And he said to me, Lester, my boy, Face, come here. If you want to be a musician, play the clarinet, not the trumpet. I said, why, Pop? He said, hey, look, look at my lip. You see that little dent over my lip, and then you get all this callus and stuff. And I'm telling you, boy, the chicks don't like to kiss the trumpet players. So I took one look at that lip, and that's when I became a clarinet player. <laughs> Can't you dig that? I know that you could. Ugh. 
Well, at least he's not going to say that anymore. He got that, can you dig that? I know that you could. I'm sure he won't go uh, to that again. He worked it in once. I'll give him one time. He worked it in once. So when World War II came bopping around and it got a little bit more interesting, they sent Bops to the South Pacific, not to play the horn, but to fight. I was 14 years old when he left, and I could play the licorice stick pretty good, so I got a job. With- the licorice stick. Ugh. First of all, clarinet is a stupid instrument. Anybody who plays it is mo I'm not going to say everyone who plays a clarinet is an idiot. The good chance if you play clarinet, you're an idiot. Not everyone. Most. I'm at the Baca Brothers Funeral Home to play in the band. You know, that marches down the street, leading the casket on its way to heaven. Can you dig that? Okay, said it a second time. Let's keep, let's count how many times he says, can you dig that? It's two. What's the over under on this one for can you dig that? I say seven. Now during the war, the funeral business was sad, but steady. I was 16 when I marched down the street when my dad come home from the war, leading his procession. The American flag draped on his coffin. My mother, my six brothers and sisters marching behind me as I strutted up the way, on our way to bring him to his sleeping place. And I think it's the only time that taps was ever played on the clarinet. Can you dig that? I knew that you did. Oh, there's three. And there was a red painted house on the corner right before the cemetery. And every every time I would strut by the street, right, I would see this beautiful girl, sweet looking dress on the porch, and she would smile at me. And I would smile back because, you know, I ain't stupid, you know. Her name was Marjorie Green. Women smile. You hear the people in the audience just coughing? Like, just like you hear people in the audience just like, you can hear the rustling. People just wondering when this is going to stop. Smiling at each other for over 15 years now. 15 years. You flopped the line. I knew that you could. There's four. That was our house. We raised three kids in this house here. He's also now gesturing to the set that's behind him, the comic relief set, which was very tastefully done. It was a uh, a demolished New Orleans street, which, first of all, was great for the for uh, for all the fun comedy everybody was uh, was doling out. You know, uh, who wouldn't want to see Rita Rudner do her act in front of a demolished uh, a demolished home? Reconstructed home, by the way, not even a real home. Just, uh, you know, the comic relief people. It's like hitting it a little too hard. We get it. You're trying to raise money for New Orleans. You didn't have to recreate the street. We had a lot of laughs in this house. We made a lot of music in this house. My band would practice here. We'd jam here every day. You know, we'd just sit right here on the porch that used to be right over there. Yeah, we- right over dare. It's just this is like the most offensive thing ever. Did you play on the thing right over there? What is that? We just play, you know, Marge and I. We've been through a lot of storms in this house, a lot of storms. So when we heard about this angry woman named Katrina, we said, "Oh, yuck!" 
this angry woman named Katrina. Who wrote this for him? He probably wrote this himself. Like, Robin, uh, Robin, Whoopi, wait till you see what I wrote. And they're both like, that is terrible, but eh, we're not much better. That we would stay, even though I know how hard it is to deal with an angry woman. Can you dig that? I knew that you That's could. number five. The wind started blowing real hard. You could feel the house, like, standing there fighting its ground. And then the rain come. The rain come hard and hard and harder. It was like, it was like being inside a Buddy Rich drum when he was beating on it. But the difference between God and Buddy Rich was Buddy knew when it was time to quit. Ba-dum-bum. It was shaking so loud, you thought that the house was going to blow away, and then you'd wake up and the little munchkin cats would be outside, you know? <laughs> God, you dig that? Oh, boy. Uh, I knew I'm, that you could. There you go, number six. I looked six. out the crack in the window, and I seen Edgar Clayton's Dodge Dart. Now, this Dodge Dart had been sitting on blocks in his yard for about ten years, but now it comes sailing down the street. Water pushing it so fast. I said, Marjorie Green, get your old ass upstairs. We get up the stairs faster than we did on our honeymoon night. <laughs> you just... Tore into the house. Yeah, if I was, I was praying it was, it wasn't gonna wash away, you know, because I like going to the other side of town. I just didn't want to do it in my house. You see, then you did that. There we go. And Took that long to get to the first actual joke. Congratulations, Billy. The five-minute mark, and you finally constructed something that actually resembles a joke. I knew that you could. Number seven. I grabbed whatever I could find. I, I grabbed this hat. Mahorn and Marjorie Green. Now, I should just make mention, Billy Crystal is doing that look on his face, the same look that he does for every old character he plays. Like, where he just kind of, like, pinches his face. And he's he's really just, I mean, the only other way, the only way to say it is that he's actually, like, shuffling up on stage. I mean, it really, I'm amazed that Michael Richards is getting... The amount of grief. Michael Richards, if he put an 800 number at the bottom of his rant, he'd be okay right now if he put the comic relief number. If he held up a card that had the whole free number on it, nobody would be giving him uh, any grief. If he just did it as a character. That American flag that was on my pop's coffin. We made our way up to the window and I opened and I looked out and... Just saw rooftops, and I took Pop's flag and unwrapped the triangle that had been in all them years, you know, and I just started waving out of the window, you see, and I seen Lamar Guidry in his bass boat coming down the street. And he's... I don't know if I can play any more of this. We heard Lamar Guidry in his bass boat. I mean, am I... Is this the worst thing I've ever played, Mike? Oh, we're not even halfway done. And he sees the flag, and I don't know how, but I got Marjorie out the window into the water. And Lamar, he dives into the water, he gets into the boat, and then me, wrapped in the flag, carrying my horn, because you never know when there's going to be a gig. We ended up at the Superdome with 30,000 other cats, and it wasn't even a game. It was a shame. No food, no water, no turlets. No turlets. No turlets. No food, no water, no turlets. What are you, Archie Bunker? No turlets? No turlets. That's it. We're listening to the rest of this. No help. This ain't America. 
How the hell could you forget about us? I mean, I can forget my keys, what I had for breakfast, but I can never forget a city. You can never forget its people. Five days till the president got here. Five days. Well, actually, it makes sense. I mean, Cheney took two days to tell us he shot his friend in the face, so what's another three? You know what I'm saying? Did you take coming from? Great. There you go. Nice. Look. This, is actually, this guy's actually getting me to feel bad for Bush. Cheap partisan jokes. Things a benefit. To shoot Cheney in the face. Bad Cheney joke. You know, Billy Crystal thought of that one back. When did it happen? March? That's probably the only reason they did this comic relief was so that he could tell that stupid joke. And Marjorie and I, we were put on a bus sent to Houston, Texas. Now, I don't mind Houston. I played there many games, years and years. But it's just not home. We got a small little place there that's kind of clean and okay. The only thing we have to decorate it is, is that American flag. But the way I feel now, I just, I can't put it up. America forgot about us. You see, the folks in Washington... They don't think that all the displaced How folks he just in say, the Gulf area is a bad thing. How did he just say it Washington? It is that American flag. But the way I feel now, I just, I can't put it up. America forgot about us. You see, the folks in Washington. Washington. They don't think that all the displaced folks in the Gulf area is a bad thing. They don't want all of us to come back to New Orleans because come voting time, just like the other day, those folks in Washington won't have a home either. Because when angry, righteous folks come together, that's a whole other kind of tidal wave. Can you dig that? I knew that you could. Yay, let's all cheer at the election. We get it. Ugh. I can't play the rest of this. I'm starting to... Oh, I'm starting to feel... I mean, I'm feeling bad for Bush now. It's like, how much more suffering do the people of New Orleans have to take? They got this guy heaping the final indignity on them. Some uh, multi-millionaire shuffling up on stage pretending to be some old black guy. I'm sorry, I mean like, uh, to use the proper terminology, Afro-American, as uh, Michael Richards said, uh, proving that he, uh, oh, that Michael Richards apology. Holy guacamole. That was something else. I miss my band. I miss making the music. See, when you got the blues and you can't play them, it's tough. Sometimes I just close my eyes and I'm out there on the porch and we're all together again, playing jazz, kids watching us. Marjorie Green, sitting right over there, tapping her foot, smiling. I want to go home, but there's no home to go home to. That's what makes it a tad difficile, as the French say. Hold on. Now listen, I, I'm just I'm, an old... I can't even... I'll be stopping every 15 seconds. A tad... Difficile. I got to hear that again. I don't know. Foot. Smile. I want to go home. 
but there's no home to go home to. That's what makes it a tad difficile, as the French say. Now listen, I'm just an old clarinet man, you know. But I got an idea, Mr. Bush. Stop your war for one day. Give New Orleans the bread it costs to fight that one day and use it to rebuild us. Yeah, great idea. Let's stop the war for one day. One day. That's all one day. Maybe two days. That's it. Stop. You can't stop a war for a day. We're not spending any money today. Sorry. Billy Crystal uh, was doing this racist thing, and he told us to, uh, we got to stop the war. This guy's got to eat over there. Just how about you end the war, you dope? Stop the war for a day. And then start it back up. Stop the war. Stop blowing up Iraq and start building up New Orleans. Would you blow up Billy Crystal's house? I respect you, Mr. Bush. I do. Because you're the leader of the band. But damn, I don't think you really get it. See, you got a place to sleep that's yours. For a couple of years, anyway. Oh. Just what it's like for us. Do you understand that, Mr. Bush? Do you? Do you know what it means? Oh, here we go. To miss New Orleans. Hey, where's my suicide machine? Each night and okay, day. Okay, right in this vein right here, please. I know I'm not uh, wrong. Hook the IV up. The feeling's getting stronger the longer I stay away. Mr. Moss colored vine. The tall sugar pines where mocking boys come. Mocking boys. Like this. Like they can't. A song of the South. They can't even. They can't even do song of the like song of the South. Rightfully has been driven out of circulation. It's only going to be available, I think, as a historical document uh, next year. You got this guy up here on stage at a benefit, doing the talking about the turlet and the the mocking boys. How is he not being driven out of the, uh, his, his, his 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 mansion? How can, was he on Leno apologizing last night? A classic Tom Sharpling deconstruction. Uh, that was uh, a great clip. Uh, in case you just joined us, um, Tom's father passed away suddenly over the weekend. So he, uh, we're pitching in at his request to uh, keep the show uh, spirit going tonight. Um, I'm going to play a couple clips um, with my arch nemesis. Maybe this will... Uh, you know, gave me a little favor from him. Uh, first is the, uh, Gary, uh, came in with a song, uh, that he wrote, uh, just for me. How are you tonight? 
Watch Kamini. What? Drag yourself in here. What's up, Mike? Do we need what? The big book. The big what? The big joke book. I don't have a big joke book. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? <laughs> okay. Mike. How are you, Gary? Doing good. I missed you last week. I missed you. Look, you and me have had some bad times. Yeah. I think we just got off on the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I think I've heard this before, too. <laughs> no jokes tonight. No, no jokes. jokes. No right. jokes. Okay. What do you want to talk about? My plans for 2012. Mm-hmm. Here are some of my goals. I want to be... I want to write a movie. Okay? Okay. I want to make a record. Mm-hmm. Think I could make a record, right? Yeah. You think so? The chipmunks did. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on one. Uh huh. <laughs> chipmunks made a movie too. Uh-huh. You don't believe me, <laughs> do you? I've been working. Mm hmm. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> you heard what? I heard you were in the studio. It was. Yeah. Made a record. Uh huh. About you. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Hey AP Mike. <laughs> I did it with a couple friends of mine. Uh huh. Anyone yes. I know? The gentleman Jesse. Oh, okay. Good pal of mine. Couple buddies. You know, gentleman Jesse, Gigi King. Adrian Barrera, Joey Plunkett, and Milton Chapman. Mm-hmm. They're the heartthrobs. <laughs> Gary and the heartthrobs. And Hey AP Mike is the single? It's or, one of the songs we cut. Or the B-side. I don't know yet. Uh-huh. You don't believe me. No, I believe you. You want to hear it? Yeah, I, I definitely. Say please. <laughs> please, please, let's hear it. Seriously? Yeah. This is the debut. This is it. I want you to say, Hey, everybody, this is Mike. This is the debut of Gary the Squirrel's hit record. Hey, hey, be Mike. The Gary and the Heartthrobs. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is the debut single. No, hey, everybody, it's me, hey, be Mike. <laughs> Hey, everybody, it's A.P. Mike. No, it's me, A.P. Mike. <laughs> and don't, don't it down, you're too loud. Hey, everybody, it's me, A.P. Mike. And here is the debut single, Hey, A.P. Mike, <laughs> by Gary in the Heartthrobs. Pretty good. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. You guys ready? Yeah! yeah.
Very good. What'd you think? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Is that it? I think it is. It be Mike. Did, did you use auto tune for those high notes? No. <laughs> you get bought by a squirrel. <laughs> Gonna knock you out and leave you on the pavement. Yeah. And everyone will know. That's quite that an image. The squirrel is the champ. Yeah. <laughs> my blood, my head bleeding on the pavement. I, I really like yeah. that image. Knock you out. That was a nice image. You're as dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> You're so stupid, but that's really no shock. Yeah, I heard it the first time. <laughs> oh, you want to hear it again? No. You sure? <laughs> the people want to hear it again. The people want to hear it again. <laughs> Let's go to the phone. I, I'm sure. 201 I'm sure that won't be the last time we hear it. You think? <laughs> I, I think. What if I made a whole album of that? Uh-huh. It'd be fun stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, one song after another about me. You know? No, not just about you. <laughs> about how dumb I am? Man, some of the songs might be about you being dumb. <laughs> you get Popeye and Squirrel. Uh-huh. There's Gentleman Jesse and his men. Back they, me up. They did a great job. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them that. I, I would have liked a little more of the backup singers. We wrote it. It was a tune called Butterfingers mm. that I rewrote with Jesse. Uh-huh. We co-wrote it. Came out great. Thank you. I, ha- I have to admit. It's a tribute to you, Mike. Yeah. You're all right. <laughs> An unusual tribute at that. What was the final thing I said in the song? Beep, beep. <laughs> I would I would have thought that, that would have been a single. <laughs> That'll be the next song, Beep, Beep. What? What are you doing this summer? Anything cool? <laughs> no, I'm doing absolutely nothing right now. <laughs> Come on! Uh-huh. You gotta do something! Yeah, I'm trying. Get out there! I'm trying. Go to the beach! Go to the beach, yeah. Right? Be- hey, be Mike on the beach! <laughs> not, not my it's scene. Song. Not my scene. Beach weirdo, beach weirdo! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I would be, a beach weirdo. Remember when A.P. Mike was at the beach wall? Mm-hmm. The police were on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you spend a lot of time at beach the beach? Beach weirdo, beach weirdo, <laughs> here he comes uh-huh. with his ankle bracelet around his foot. <laughs> carrying a bag of cheap beer on the beach. Thoughts? I don't know what that means. 
You know what this means? Uh, beep, beep. Beep, beep. We're done. We're done. Okay. Get out. <laughs> All right. Oh, Mike, by the way. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. For honoring you with that song. <laughs> you're welcome for my tribute song. Sing it. Scary the score. Oh! So that night, you know, I, I, I was just thinking to myself in the quick check as I'm part of my ritual after the best show was I'd stop at quick check. This was when I was out of work and I was keeping odd hours. But uh, I'm in the quick check after that show and I hear Spooky playing on the PA. And I'm like, well, yeah, that that's an easy replacement. Spooky, <laughs> Gary, you know, it, it was just it just came to me in that quick check moment. And so, uh, yeah, so I hustled into the studio with Andrew Loudon, and we did Spooky, which you will hear shortly. But where I really screwed up, I was so proud of my my song that I sent it to Tom too early in the day. I couldn't even have one week to bask in the greatness of my song, Gary, because I sent it to Tom, and as soon as he got it, he jumped on it. And did the remix, you know. He's he's a, a very well, Gary. All right, yeah, well, yeah, we're doing that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I I you know uh, you know Tom's competitive spirit came out, and I saw it uh, up close and personal when I when I did that, and so I didn't even have one week to bask in uh, the glory of Gary. Mike. Hey, Mike. Mike. Yeah, yeah. Get in here. You heard me. Get in. Where are you, lazy bones? Every week. Every week. Every week. Yeah, real hard life. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Remember I told you your song that I was missing something? Uh-huh. Remember? Yeah. Well, I ran off, did a little tinkering. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. Kind of spiced it up a bit. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear it? I want to hear it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You sure? I'm sure. You're going to blow a gasket? No, I'm not going to blow a gasket. Well, check it out. Here is what I did to your song. A knife in my back. Friendship's kind of crazy with a two-faced little squirrel like you. You 
always keep me guessing. I never know what you are thinking. You call me dumb, say I'm cheap, that my taste in movies is stinking. I get so mad, I start to see red. One of these days, I'm gonna twist off your head. Friendship's kind of crazy with a two-faced little squirrel like you. Gary! Hey, because they were giving me a hard time. I don't know why. Maybe because I'm prime time. You say you're gonna twist my head till I'm dead. Strong words from someone as relevant as Razor Bread. My name's Gary, not a public lyric. Everyone in Bear has had to carry my comb from another night of drinking. Maybe that's why this rummy's always thinking that I'm after him. He's a paranoid creep and his caviar and I snap garbage that I eat. Try to beat. And beep, beep. Friendship's kind of funny with the drunky cheap don't like you. Thank you, AP Mike. If you decide to stop this little game that you are playing. We could be friends. That's really all that I'm saying. I'll throw you garbage. I know you'd like to eat. And I won't run you over when I see you humping in the street. Friendship's kind of crazy with a two-faced little squirrel like you. It's it's a nice remix. Yeah. Yeah. Hip hop. Uh-huh. Freestyle. Who'd you have uh do that on? Who who helped you with that? Daniel Ralston. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and Joe Grimaldi. <laughs> okay. I wanna thank my friends. Uh-huh. Daniel Ralston. Uh-huh. You can follow him at Twitter. At Daniel Ralston. Or Joe Grimaldi. <laughs> Not sure what his name is on Twitter. The phone! They hooked me up! What you think? I think you did a great job. Lively! Yeah, it is. It's contemporary! But I, but I gave you the template. Yeah! <laughs> I spiced it up! We're a team! Yeah, we are. Look but at that, you guys can get over your differences. <laughs> we can. And make sweet, sweet lively, sweet, like a cop movie! Lively freestyle. It's together. like a cop movie! Sweet. Yeah. Lively music. It's like a cop movie! Uh-huh. And Kirk. What kind of cop movie is it like? Is it like uh, 48 Hours or Beverly Hills Cop? This is the only two. Take a weapon! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> We've got an EP already. We've got three songs. Are we going to put it out there? No. No? You don't want to make money? You should be on the web only. <laughs> web only. <laughs> I'm working on an album. I got lined up guests. I've got some talent that have been in touch with me. Yeah, like who? Well, I'm not going to name names. Yeah, Oceanetti? No. <laughs> Someone big? Someone big. Who? A fan of the show. Who? 
He's not a fan of you, though. Fred Leo? Not Fred Leo. (laughs) Not Fred Leo. Not a fan of me. Not a fan of Gary. This person does not exist. (laughs) Everyone loves Gary. They're out there. They're out there. They don't like it. I blew up. Jealous slings and arrows. You won't hurt me. I keep it going. I'm like Kurt. Bunk. 1030. IFC. Fridays. I'm not going to miss it. Eugene. Eugene Marmon. It's good stuff. It's good. Hey, Mike. Yeah. What you going to do Friday night at 1030? I'm going to watch Bunk. Where? Or DVR. You can watch it through the Best Buy window? <laughs> I'll try and tell, get, tell I'll, the guy to put it on I'll, before they lock up. I'll, and put the... <laughs> what? You can tell him to put it on the big screen TV in the window yeah. before they lock up. Uh-huh. And tell him to put on the, uh, the hearing stuff at the bottom of the text so you can read it. Yeah, I could do that. Or I could ask uh, Tommy, the bartender at Masses, to put it on. Masses. Nice place. <laughs> it is. Still wasn't fan. <laughs> it was beneath me, and I'm a squirrel. <laughs> That's surprising. You would think it would be a treat for a squirrel to be in an establishment that they could get drinks and food at. You think? You think? Because your normal, your normal life is eating trash and foraging for nuts. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. See, and then all the apartment, you idiot. <laughs> what? what? I have an apartment. You have an apartment. Yeah. He, he, that's what he claims. I went out with Vince. I don't believe him. I don't believe him. You ever see what a squirrel does yeah, when it gets loose in an apartment? Man. Goes crazy. Yeah, it goes crazy. Yeah. yeah, we all know what squirrels Look, do. We all know. We all know. Where's your Where's your apartment? I'm not going to give it out over the radio. Well, I mean, you can say the town. You, you can say the town, Gary. We're not going to go door to door in the Island town Park. name. Um, excuse me? Highland Park. Highland Park? Park. <laughs> yeah. All the poor people of Highland Park have just been insulted. What? <laughs> they're, Highland Park! They're renting out apartments to animals. I don't hey, think Mike. he... <laughs> yes. I don't think he rents. I think he owns. <laughs> you think no. he, Is it a condo? No, it's not a condo. <laughs> Daniel Ralston helped. Thanks to him. Uh-huh. Joe Grimaldi. And Andrew Loudon was my guy. Yeah. You guys just kind of laid it on top of it. Andrew Loudon. Great <laughs> job, Andrew. Sorry you had to work with Mike. That singing style. It's like a... Uh, yeah, they're one of those uh, old those records of those celebrities at the worst. You sound like the, the Sebastian Cabot. Yeah. Doing blowing in the wind. <laughs> That's what I was going for. That yeah. was that was that was the uh, bar I set in an Vincent Low board. Price. <laughs> he wasn't a bad singer. You sound like it was like I'm Thriller. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody, it's A.P. Mike. Here's my new record. I'm going to talk. In the middle of the bedtime, in comes Gary the Squirrel. 
And it hasn't been the same. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got mad flow going. Yeah, you got mad flow. Hey, Pete, Marcus always giving me a hard time. Then in my, I'm mad because I'm prime time. Stopping <laughs> you up the wall. I got skills. <laughs> Write movies, TV shows, rap. Who knows what I could do? Like Orson Welles up in here. <laughs> up in this piece. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah. Beat feet. Beat feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you guys know, we are streaming right now from thebestshow.net, and uh, Tom is not with us tonight. Uh, my name is Pat Byrne. I'm with here. I'm here with Jason Gore and AP Mike and Brendan McDonald. We're just playing some some of our, of our favorite clips from uh, the 13-year run on WFMU, um, and we are actually going to play some clips from uh, our first show back here at thebestshow.net. Um, this was the first string of calls that Tom got uh, from our new studio here, and uh, we're going to go to that. I also wanted to let you guys know that the Best of the Best Show box set is available from numerogroup.com, and if you haven't pre-ordered that already, you guys should uh, get on that. It's a great 16-CD box set. Um, so many more calls than what we're playing tonight, and uh, it's all there for you. So numerogroup.com, the Best of the Best Show, and uh, yeah. Also, just tell your friends that this show is back, if you haven't already, uh, thebestshow.net. We have um, three episodes up, and uh, yeah, so right now, there's, here are uh, the first string of calls ever on the new Home of the Best Show from thebestshow.net. Best Show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, it's Chris Collins from Vancouver, Canada. Chris? How are you? From Vancouver, B.C.? Yeah, that's right. Right? Uh, your guy. Um, your guy's sorry? up there. What your, is? Your guy, Nardwar. Oh, Nardwar, yeah, the human yeah. serviette. That's right. Yeah, I'm a big Nardwar fan. Yeah, you didn't catch up on my impression, though. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that. I'm very excited you're back on the air, Tom. My week is complete again. Good. Uh, uh, my question for you was: uh, We uh, we all know there's uh, obviously there's, a, there's only 150 podcast slots. Obviously, yours is going to be taking uh, one of those slots. I was wondering if you, which podcast you think will be will be on the outs now? Which one? Yeah, <laughs> you think more than one? Oh, I'm gunning for all. I'm a, my my goal is that this will be there'll be set, there'll be ten podcasts standing. Which ones do you think will be standing? Uh, 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 Mark Marin has a podcast. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I've heard of standing. it. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, Julie Klausner one will still be standing. How was your week? Yeah. Um, Jake Fuglenest used to have one, but he, he uh, took himself out of the game. He'll be back. He knew you were coming, so he, he didn't... Uh... He ran. <laughs> he ran. <laughs> but all the other ones, everyone's fair game. Everyone's fair game. I've been doing this since Clinton was president, man. I've been doing this show. Clinton was president when I started the best show. I'm back now. I'm back. Everybody's been playing with my ball. The, 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 my football. That's <laughs> my football everybody's been playing with. For 14 years, all people getting rich. Getting rich. They're getting rich on my football. I'm here to take my ball back. Are you going to get rich now? No, I'm just here to take it back. I'll blow the whole thing up. 
I'm just here to end it. <laughs> I saw. I heard this uh, thing. We're speaking of a Mark Marin podcast. He had a. Uh, do you know who Paulie Shore is? Yeah, yeah, he's the son of Mitzi Shore, right? Yeah, that's well, you know way too much about it. Already. <laughs> You're supposed to say you know, the the guy from Son in Law, the Weasel guy. The yeah, weasel that, guy. that was all you had to say about it. You okay. have to start going into the Paulie Shore, uh, the graduate level Paulie Shore uh, minutia. But Paulie I'm Shore, in the army now. This guy's got a podcast now. This guy, no, Paul, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, nah, he's got a. And and he he explains on on uh, Mark's uh, show. He's like, yeah, I talked to my manager and my agent. They just like he thought of doing a podcast is a good idea. Yeah, okay. So that's what's overrunning this field now, is guys talking to their manager and their and their agent about whether they should do a podcast or not. Yeah. They're not doing it for this guy's not doing it for the love. Paulie Shore, he's doing it because he's hoping to just get back and hope people care about him. He's trying to get back on TV again. Get back on MTV. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's who's it's it's it's, it's uh, the the guys like that have taken a pure thing and it's it's a it's like a clogged toilet now. It's clogged with the Paulie Shores of the world. Have you ever listened to his podcast? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Paulie Shore's podcast. Does that have a cool name? I'd rather listen to my car not be able to start than listen to <laughs> Paulie Shore's podcast. I'd rather be in my driveway listening to my car go and and deal with all of the ramifications of that than have to hear him uh, his podcast. He's a bum. He's a bum. And the guys like that are clogging up the field now. I'm here. Biodome was pretty good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I know. I know it wasn't. Yeah, enough with your Pauly Shore uh, inside yeah, I base. I an awful lot about Pauly Shore, I'm realizing yeah. here. Yeah, you do. Inside Wheeze Ball. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for taking my call, uh, Tom. I don't want to... Uh... Okay, good. Well, don't. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Who's this? This is Luke from Lexington. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. What's up, Luke? Nothing. Pauly Shore was actually just down here in Kentucky doing a show at one of our comedy clubs. Okay. What, was he doing a Chick-fil-A? <laughs> it's in the back. No, they're not open on Sundays, and he tweeted about his show last night, so it must, uh. have, been, must have been at a Burger King. No, that's where they would put him is in a Chick-fil-A. doesn't matter. They could have the doors open or closed. The same amount of people are going to turn up to watch this guy. <laughs> Paulie Shore he, uh, doing a podcast now. Clogged toilet. It's a clogged toilet, man. Clogged by guys like Paulie Shore. Podcast. That's a, used to be people did it because they they loved it. Now it's uh, Paulie Shore and the this is uh, I haven't heard cereal yet. Cereal. What is it like? A I'm gonna kill you or whatever. Like what goes on on cereal? I've not heard it. Is it just like... I've not heard it either. Everyone yeah, she, I'm going to kill you, she. What is it? Is it like... I don't know what it is. It's like... Is it like Haunted House or something? Everyone that talks to me about it says it's like True Detective, but a podcast, which that sounds super engaging to me. So it's like... Wait, it's, it's, yeah, a podcast of True Detective? I don't know about... I don't know how intriguing that sounds. Yeah, it, it, it you know, sounds a little... 
the audio. Listen to uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, be like listening to Mike cracking the beer open. You've heard that already. You've heard True Detective as a podcast. It's when Mike is in the studio. Hear a beer get cracked open. It talks a lot about it talks about life. That's what it is. Mike's like a, a Bayonne version of uh, of uh, Rust Cole. What else is going on? Nothing. Uh, nothing, man. Okay, goodbye then. So, uh, yeah, cereal. I, now, sudden that you hear like, oh, did did you hear about uh, podcasts? Now they this cereal invented podcasts. What? This dude, you got this dude like Jesse Thorpe who does this uh, this uh, uh, show uh, Bullseye. This guy's been doing it since uh, 2003, I think. He's doing podcasts. Now all of a sudden you got a, a, a podcast or invented a cereal. What and what is? I don't. Even, I really don't even know what cereal is. Is it? It's like a. Is it like a haunted house or something? Like it's like. I is it like. I swear I don't know what it, it's like. Who's in the haunted house? I gotta. Should I listen to it? Maybe I should just listen to it. I'm in the haunted house. Am I going to get you? Find out next week on Serial. Serial. Pauly Shore and... I'd listen to it if they were uh, if they were chasing Pauly Shore on it. If Serial was uh, somebody uh, trying to run Pauly Shore over with a go-kart, then I'd listen to Serial. Other than that, T-B-N-T. That's thanks... But no thanks. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, no, you're not. Jeepers creepers. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom. Yeah. Good to, good to talk to you uh, for the first time. I'm, I'm kind of a latecomer with your show, and uh, it's good to get, hear you back on the air. Hey, I, was, I noticed you were, you were, you were twittering, uh, tweeting during the World Series. Was I? Yeah. Were you, you must have been watching. Obviously, you were you were kind of confused, days a little bit about the uh, who, play. Who won the World uh, Series this year? <clears throat> well, the Giants won. The Giants. That's right. Okay. So did did you watch? I mean, I don't remember. What do you mean like, you don't remember? It's like six months ago. Yeah. Well. I just, you seem to be interested in the game, and I thought, you know, I might be able to to uh, enlighten you if you needed to be. Sure. Well, ta- yeah. what, what, what was I getting wrong in my tweets about the World Series? There was something about, uh, you thought there was a five, uh, like it was, a, it was like a five-out play or something like that. And uh, Well, there is a five-out play, isn't there? Well, no. There's not a five-out play that carries two outs over to the next inning? No, no, you're you're sure. <clears throat> Pretty sure, man. I thought there was. I guess I got that wrong. Because if if you're in an inning with zero outs and you do the the five out play, the next inning you go up and you already have two outs against you. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but that I don't know how it works. Well, what is there? Just a four out play? No. It just goes up to three out. There's a triple play, double play, and you know, and just one out. But what carries over to the next inning then? Uh, nothing, man. Just the score. 
The score does. The score and, you know. What's the most, what's the most runs you can score at any time? With any swing of the bat? Well, that would be four. Okay. Yeah. So you can score four runs, but you can't score four outs. Correct. Isn't there like a spot though, like a like a super spot or something, where if you hit the target, like a like a home run, like in the and like the 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 buzzer goes off or something? Isn't there like a thing like that? I've seen they've that. Been talking, they've been talking about doing something like that in the uh, All Star game. Uh huh. You know, to get people really interested in sticking targets out in the fields, but not in everyday baseball now. But isn't there a thing where, like, the guy slides into the the mug of beer? What is that then? Uh, I don't know. Is that that's part of the beer pong, right? Beer pong. I don't know. Well, I guess we neither of us know anything about baseball. So I wait, seriously? Well, look, I'm looking right now. A guy in the in the the friends of Tom chat is saying that there is a six run play. You can score six runs, but you can't make any more than three outs. Is all that's necessary to. Well, no, but the guy's saying the guy's saying if the bases are loaded and the game is tied beyond the fifteenth inning, there's a six. If you hit a grand slam, that's six runs. Correct. I'm sorry. He's right. That's right. That's true. Okay. Well, good. Then that. that so you have no idea what you're talking about. No, I have a pretty good idea. I've been a fan for quite a few years. Okay, well then why did you tell me there was only four runs could be scored the most? I I spoke too soon. Well, know your role, my friend. Know your role. And get off my phone. Just a clip from the very first uh, podcast, very first show back on the bestshow.net. Uh, you can get it as a podcast, Ballad of a Comeback Kid. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast by going to thebestshow.net. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, whatever you want to do. Find it find it in, in any forum that you want to find it in. But um, we're just playing some clips tonight. Um some of our favorites, and uh, we're going to keep rolling through some of uh, some clips from the very first show, Ballad of a Comeback Kid. Uh, this was the first Worcester call uh, when he called in as Matthew Tompkins from Shout Media. Uh, best show, you're on the air. Hey, is this the radio show host? Yes, this is Tom, the host of the best show. Hey, Todd, it's Matthew Tompkins from Shout Media. Uh-huh. Look, I read that piece on you in the New York Times last week. Oh, really? Congratulations, man. Sounds like things are really taking off for you in the great show. Um, well, it's, it's the best show. It's actually called the best show. Oh, well, anyway, it's a real cool thing you got going on there. Really interesting stuff. Uh, I, I, for one, think it's great that there's finally a podcast for young people about art. What, what's that? About art? Art, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I have no idea what you're talking about. What? No, you talk about paintings, right? That's what the, that's what the Times article said. That, that I talk about paintings? Yeah. Um, 
no. Did, did you did you even read the article? Uh, of course I, I mean, did, Timmy. Well, I mean, there was a photo of for, with the article in the New York Times of me sitting with Art. Yeah. That had been created by listen, best show listeners. Oh, okay. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I I just micro skimmed the article. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm a very busy executive. I, I don't have time to read everything that comes across my desk. I mean, I, bar- I barely have time to keep up with my fantasy, fantasy football league. You know, with with your fantasy foot, your fantasy, fantasy football league. Yeah, yeah. Because you said, but it's fantasy football. No, not this one. This is a fantasy, fantasy football league. <laughs> what is a fantasy? Fantasy football league. Oh, you don't do this? Oh, it's great. It's a fantasy league where each player has a team comprised of the best fantasy football players out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a great team this year. So far, I've got I've got Irv Melkin, and you're never going to believe this. I have Brian Rimple too. Wait, those are what? Those are guys who play fantasy football. Uh, they don't just play it; they're the best. They dominate. So you have... <laughs> Wait, what did you call me? A dip. A dip, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I've never heard of fantasy, fantasy football. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun. It sounds like a blast. That you, it's a real blast. You have Rimple, what was his name? Brian Rimple. Brian, wow. This You've are, never heard of Brian Rimple? No, I have never heard of Brian Rimple. You're going to get rimpled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right down there. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I look. I, I'm. I feel like I'm losing. I'm very frazzled right now. Uh huh. I'm dealing with this big hacking thing. The hacking thing. Wait, yeah. but you. This is. Uh, well, no. You said you're with the shout, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Sony is the 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 company that got hacked by like uh like North Korea or whoever did it. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, no, well, Shout Media, we got hacked also. We got hacked by these disgruntled ne'er-do-wells in the South Korean government. In the South Korean government, you got you got yeah, hacked. We did. See, we greenlit this new movie called Korean Air Nut Rage Executive. <laughs> Whoa, what is that? It's called Korean Air Nut Rage Executive. Have you followed this story? About... About the, the, the Korean air executive who got, like, like nuts given to her on a flight? Yes. In, like, in a bag or something? They were, they were in a bag and they weren't on a plate. Mm-hmm. And she went off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so they had to turn the plane around and they went back and she got in big trouble and they, she had to do a deep bow. And then the, her father, who's the president, he had to do an even deeper bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a lot, of bow, a lot of deep bowing going on. Anyway, I guess the higher-ups there took offense, and they hacked into the Shout mainframe. The higher-ups at in, in, in South Korea? E- either at, at Korean Air or the South Korean government. I think it was the government. I think it goes that high. Anyway... Whoever did it, they released all this very sensitive data about Shout. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, for example, how much money Trent L. Strauss got paid to direct Shout's first Quad X film, The Island of Dr. Moore O's. Ugh. I did not. It's spelled Dr. D-R period. Sure. 
M-O-R-E, like the word more. Yeah, no, I'm with you on and, this. And then O's, you know, which don't, you I, know what that means. Yeah, I do. Don't worry. I know exactly what you're – I got it the second you said it. Oh, that's great. Well, that would be great. That's great to know for marketing. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, w- awesome. when you say something is a quad X movie, it kind of yeah. – I was yeah. ready for something kind of dirty like that. Oh, you like the dirty fair? No, I knew you were going to say something dirty. Oh. oh. The dirty fair. Well, I don't know. It's good to know that there's someone out there in, in, in the media that is on our side. Uh-huh. Is anyway. That, uh-huh, yeah. They, they also released things like the number of times John Wesley Shipp has been hospitalized for going on flagrant whip whippings. Uh-huh. John Wesley Shipp, the actor. Yeah. Are you a fan? Not really. There's a guy who calls the show who's a fan. Oh, yeah, Spike. Yes. Oh, you know him? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, Spike is now John Wesley Shipp's assistant. Oh, I, I did not know that. He's great. Okay. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But I, these, these night whip whippings? Then, okay, uh-huh. It's, it's crazy. John Wesley Shipp, he goes out late at night searching for whips. Yeah. And he whips the whips. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't under he so he has a whip. He has a whip. And he goes out searching for whips. Yep. He'll go he'll go and, and like where do you find whips? You find whips in like barns, right? I guess so, yeah. So he's out there like searching for horse barns. So he's so it's John Wesley Ship. Yeah. And is he with his assistant, Spike? Yes. At the time, so the two of them yeah. are, are... I'm sorry, Spike, I didn't mean to get you in trouble. Uh-huh. Okay, that's the... Uh, you got him in trouble. So he's going to get fired by uh, by John Wesley Shipp? Depends how upset J- JWS is uh-huh. in, in any given moment, yeah. Is that a, is that a constant worry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, hopefully Spike can hold on to his job. I hope so, too. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, so that, that came out in this hacking thing. Yeah, and that's not even the worst of it. I, I got, I'm in, I'm, I'm, my stuff's out there too. These bastards even leaked how much I spent at the ski cappery last year. The, what, what is the, the ski cappery? Yeah, what, you're joking. I have no idea what the ski cappery is. Come on. No, I've never heard you've of nev- it. You've never heard of the ski cappery? No, I have no idea what that is. Well, it's a boutique out here in, Weirdo wood that sells only the best, most expensive knit hiding hats. Knit hiding hats. Yeah. What What is a knit hiding hat? Are you? You are such a rube. I can't get over this. <laughs> a rube. I'm a rube. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you're you're. I can hear you like eating turnips or something. <laughs> really. Yeah, I can, I can hear the turnip juice dripping uh, down your chin. Because I don't know what a knit hiding hat is. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. Please, all the, tell all the me. big shots out here in Hollywood wear these things? Knit hiding hats. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's the perfect way to go incognito. Uh-huh. I mean, what better way to go unnoticed while shopping in Beverly Hills in the middle of July than to wear a big designer ski hat pulled halfway down your face, right? You mean like it's like a like a, a, a just like a, a cap? Yeah. Like a ski cap. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's more than that, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how uh, it's, well, uh, it's probably pricey, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, only the top tier can afford these things. Did you see all, all those FPs going into T-Swift's birthday tea the other night? I did not. Oh, yeah. Jutim was there. Crymart. Haystye. Who? I, I have no... Are these, like, new... Jew Tim? <laughs> I don't know. This sounds like sounds like. If you if you could see me right now, you would see that my head is in my hands. Uh huh. Just I can't believe you. I don't know who Jew Tim is or Justin Timberlake. But you call him Jew Tim? We all call him that out okay. here. I've never heard that. Okay. Who is who's? What did you say? Haysty? Was that the name? Yes. Who is Haysty? Harry Styles. Oh, the guy from One Direction? Exactly, yes. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and what was the other one? Crimart. Crimart. It sounds like a, uh, like a chain. It sounds like a, it sounds like a, like a, a, a chain that sells tears, right? Yes. Like, well, that's really, uh. It's pretty out there, right? Yeah. It's really out there. That's like a Pink Floyd album. Uh huh. Crimart? Yeah. Like, Welcome to the Crimart? Oh, I like this. Uh huh. Have you have you have you pitched this anywhere? No, no. This is new. This is new. Crime art. Okay. Let's let's put this on the on the back burner. All uh-huh. right. It's Chris Martin. Chris. Oh, the guy from uh, uh, Coldplay. Yes. Yeah. So well, you know, almost almost every male FP out here. Mm-hmm. They wear these things, you know, and the knit hiding you, hats. Yeah, yeah, and no one makes them better than Mr. Merle. Uh huh. Who who is Mr. Merle? Mr. Merle. Don't know who Mr. Merle is. Merle Allen. Merle Allen. Yes. The guy from the Murder Junkies. What? No, Mr. Merle is a very chic designer from New Hampshire who now calls all of the from the forehead up shots out here. Mr. Okay, I think it's probably the same guy. I wonder. Yeah. Well, you know, Mr. Merle. He says what makes his knitwear so distinct is a very special ingredient that he refuses to actually reveal. Uh Uh-huh. Nobody has any idea what it is. Ugh. Yeah. So you wear a knit hiding hat regularly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And do you, like, because you you just want to walk around town wearing one? Yeah. Well, I've got a very thin T-shirt. Uh-huh. My very expensive jeans, and I've got the hat pulled almost over my face. Sure. And it, yeah, that it sounds really casual. And uh, and is that is it like because it's cold or something? Oh no. Uh huh. Oh, so no. it's just it's just a style thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have oh. seen I have seen guys wear it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great look. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it's it's if it's for, if it's for you, it's for you. It's it, oh, I, yeah. I I don't think I could wear a knit hiding hat. Well, obviously. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. sorry. Look, I got way off track here, okay? Uh-huh. This hacking thing has really made my life a living Hades. Okay. So you can understand why I, I haven't been able to keep up on everything in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I guess I, I kind of missed some key points of your in your article there. Sure. I mean, I, I can understand maybe if you're just blasting through all kinds of articles and and things on the web and stuff you're trying to keep up with but i mean this is your name's matthew tompkins right yeah yeah i mean 
you you know you've called this show probably about 30 times over the last 13 or so years, right? You know that? What? I have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> Wait. This isn't that half-animal part party machine who had a show at a high school radio station, is it? Well, no, no, it was, all right, it was a show that was on a non-commercial station, and now it's a show that is, we're doing on our own, that's on the web. You can listen to it streaming live on the web. Oh, I got it, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's really cool. Cool, yeah, good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. It's very exciting, and, and I'm glad for your sake that you still have it. Have, have what? Come on. You don't have to play with me. What? The voice modulator. The I don't have a voice modulator. Are, you certainly do. Your voice sounds positively luxurious. Uh-huh. Are you washing it? Washing? What am I, I... I don't have one. What would I be washing? Your voice. Washing my voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam Elliott, he washes his voice with fermented emu juice and coconut paste. I don't know what... Emu juice? Yeah. Is that what it sounds like? Kind of. I don't even... Even if it kind of is what it sounds like, that's too much. But but you can't argue with those results, right? That's a voice. No, Sam Elliott does have a nice voice. Yeah, you want to run your fingers through it. Okay. Um, sure. You want well, to... Look, anyway, Chip, you may have noticed that I said I'm from Shout Media, not just the Shout Network. I did, I did notice that, yeah. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Are you, are you ready? Sure. Are you strapped in? Mm-hmm. Do you have your hiding hat on? Uh, I don't, but I, I, uh, I, I figuratively I do. Okay, well, just put your helmet on then. Okay. Okay. I'm excited to announce that we have now branched out into the book world. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? What? You should write a book. Because I'll bet you probably have just as much to say as the Arcade Fire. But you're, you're putting out a book uh, by the Arcade Fire? No. We're putting out books by all of the Arcade Fire. <laughs> by, by all, but there's like seven. There's like, is there like seven people in the arcade fire? No. Oh, okay. there's nine. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, they just added two cellists. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So you're putting out nine books by all nine members of the arcade fire. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, that sounds uh, okay. I mean, I guess if they if the if the people are there for it, I don't know what to say. Um, right. I mean, in terms of me doing a book, I mean that's something I would I would like to do someday. I wouldn't mind writing a book. Well, that's awesome. Let's let's um let's give some thought to that, okay? Mm-hmm. And we'll put that on the back burner for a little bit, and um, let's direct our attention to who's America's next top DJ. What what is that? Well, you know how everybody is a DJ now. A DJ. Yeah. You mean like everybody DJs at parties and and things like that? Yeah, isn't it great? Everyone's doing it. Uh Uh-huh. 
everybody. Yeah, everybody is. You know? Uh-huh. And I, w- I would love to get you on this show as a contestant. On, on, what was it called? Pardon me? The show is what? Ameri- Who's America's? It's called Who- Who's America's Next Top DJ. Uh-huh. But I will warn you. Yeah. You'll have some very stiff competition. We found this guy named Darren Ploppleton. He goes by the DJ name DJ Ploptron 5000. Plop, I, I know this guy. I know Darren. You do? Yeah. From what? What's that? From yeah, what? from, from, I work with him. Oh. Well, then you must know of his love of classic dance music, specifically obscure and now incredibly expensive 70s 12-inch disco singles, right? I have, really, I have never heard him mention disco one time in all the years I've known him. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know, my man. That's your road to hose, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Ho. What's that? I think you're the road to hose. Yeah. I think it's ho. No, I think it's I think it's hose. You hose it down because you don't like what's on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I think. Look. It's like a spray wash. Okay, I, I don't. I don't think it's a. I think we're on a different pa- two different pages here. But I'll. We uh, must be. We yeah. must do. Well, let's let's back burner this too. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I would love to get you on board something else, all right? You you've thrown your hat into the into the film directing medium, um, right? Is that right? I mean, I I I direct some some videos and things like, like that. Like little rock things with your rock friends, right? I mean, that's a simplification of it, but the, yeah, I guess I do uh, things. I've directed things for my friends and people who uh, are, I've just been a fan of, but I'm like not friend rock. Friend rock and fan rock. Friend rock and fan. No, uh, well, um, I, I, it's, it's a little, little belittling what you're saying, but <laughs> I don't think so. Uh-huh. No. Anyway, I would love to bring you on board to help us with twenty four hours to D'Angelo. Twenty four hours to D'Angelo. What is that? Yeah. Well, it's a new reality show where people who have never heard of D'Angelo have 24 hours to prove to the world that they're his biggest fan. Uh-huh. Yeah, the show actually started shooting yesterday, but we're unhappy with the work that Jason's been doing. Jason? Who's Jason? Yeah. Jason Walliner. Uh-huh. Yeah. His, his work, his stuff is way too subtle. It didn't have, he didn't want to have any of the face slapping or wine throwing. Okay. Yeah, and we also had the same problems with uh, Morrison and Reed. They got canned too. Morrison and Reed is that is that yeah. is that Morrison is that Phil Morrison and Reed is yeah. is that Peyton Reed? Yeah, the directors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know those guys. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. I, so they were on board this thing, and you had problems because they're. Shh, 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 shh. I just had a great idea. What? Morrison and Reed. That sounds like a great idea for a, a period crime laugher. Laugher. All right, let me just let me just quickly nutshell this. I'm doing it for this for me here. Hang on. All right, it's the late '60s. Okay. And these two young men are bumbling East Village cops by day, and one half of Alternative Rock's Beatles by night. 
<laughs> and it's and it's <laughs> Morrison and Reed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the you said that what you said the East Village. Yeah. That that, that sounds kind of like you're talking about um, like the Velvet Underground, like Lou Reed and Sterling Morrison. Uh, yeah. Oh, great! You thought just because I wear the crispest untucked shirts and the most expensive expensive jeans being produced, uh-huh. you don't think I know about cool music, do you? Well, I mean. Velvet Underground's not that hard to to understand what that is, but sure, I I might have not figured you for a fan of it. I don't like this at all. You know what? What? I might just lens this D'Angelo semi-scripted true lifer myself. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Filming people running around trying to play catch up and pretend that they're huge D'Angelo fans. Wait, are people doing that? Mm, a little bit. Huh. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah? Oh, rats, I, I got a text. I got to go. I just got a text from Mr. Merle that my new hiding cap is ready. Okay. Look, I'm, I'll, let's talk again. I'm, I'm very sorry we didn't get to talk about your paintings, Rick. Well, I, I'm not a painter, but okay. that's, uh-huh. Let's keep, let's keep this dialogue open. Uh-huh. And I am so glad the show of champions is back, and I, I hope we talk soon, okay? I mean, that's not the name of the show. It's All right, cheers, Rick. Show of, it's the best show. Oh, okay. And he's gone. Well, how about that? Now you know that the best show is truly underway when I've been insulted from a few different angles. That's when you know that we're doing the best show. Well, I'm glad the show of champions is back as well. Um, we're winding things down here. Um, sometimes, sometimes people ask me about, you know, the callers. Do I know in advance how Tom will react to certain callers? No, I don't. You know, but if there's a good energy, you know, I think, you know, as in this next call you're going to hear, uh, he may be my favorite caller of the new era. Uh, he's called in, he's sort of filled the void of Spike, who's yet to call in. Um, he's very early, he's an eager beaver. He calls, you know, early in the music set, and he's willing to wait a good 20, 25 minutes, uh, while the music's playing. And, um, he had an energy, and he usually had a topic which may not have been a lot of thought given to it. Uh, I believe he, he called in once about mittens versus gloves. Uh, and, uh, you know, which there's not a lot there, but I thought maybe Tom could have fun with it. And he did. And this is actually what you're going to hear is the first bad company. I can't pronounce that word. Uh, of the new era. <laughs> so enjoy. Best show, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, Tom, it's Jason calling from Long Island City, Queens. It's Jason from Long Island City, Queens. What's up, Jason? All right, so, Tom, I got I don't want to judge anyone based on how they commute. I think commuting is a very personal thing, but I commute by car to work every day, an hour each way. I drive on Woodhaven Boulevard in Queens, and uh, people who drive Atlantic Avenue, Route 3, Jericho Turnpike, any non-interstate highway with intermittent stoplights and volume and uh, volume slowdowns 
like know what I'm talking about. Sometimes when a real piece of work cuts you off, you drive and you want to kind of like confront them. You want to see like what they're doing, what they look like. Uh, and, and that code, sort of like breaking that common code, often leads to confrontations, things like that. Maybe a pig eye, maybe a verbal interaction, not a good idea, of course. But what I've been experiencing lately is that there are people who drive up to you side by side yeah. with no confrontation. And you just stop for a moment and share a 90-degree head turn towards one another in which, almost on cue, you acknowledge each other's existence. My question, I'm wondering, is this something that's changing in the world? What's that? Is this something that's changing? Like, it's something, like, actually, like, happening in the world that instead of just sort of, like, looking at each other as motorists, uh, like, in a way where we're trying to kind of, like, like uh, maybe uh, prove a point, you know, uh, like, like show someone that, that they're not driving well. Instead, we're going to drive and stop together, turn our heads 90 degrees, and just acknowledge each other for a moment. Uh-huh. So, is there like, anything deeper, is well, there what, something deeper going on? When's the last time this happened to you? Today. It happened today. And you were driving, what, where, what, what highway? The BQE? I Woodhaven Boulevard. It runs north-south through Queens. It's a pretty well-traveled boulevard. It's not a highway, but you stop at various flights. So you're gonna you're gonna drive for about uh, five minutes, stop at a stoplight. You're all over the place. You know, just driving in and out of traffic. You know who these people are. You come by the bus receiver. By the time the car is gone. It's why they call me. There it is. The seal has been broken on the show. The very first bad company of the br- of the new best show. Yeah, that yeah. was it. It was a moment. I love the details. No, he was he, of that he, call. Like I said, he's he's got an energy that's appealing to me. How long does he typically wait every show? Like usually twenty or more. You know, he he's. I think he's been the first caller a couple weeks. He's, he's, you know, enthusiastic, let's put it that way. <laughs> well, we're near the end. Um, I'm going to take a second to say um, thank you to everyone for listening and understanding um, about tonight's show. Um, once again, uh, Tom's father passed away this weekend, uh, which is why we've been playing clips, best of clips from the WFMU years um, and some best of clips um, from the first three shows here. Uh, from the best shows return to the best show.net. Um, if Tom's listening, you know, we're thinking about you. You're in our thoughts. We love you. Yeah, Tom. Uh, you've got a great group of people supporting you. So I think, um, you'll get through this difficult times. You know, it's, it's hard. Every, every, you know, I've lost family members and it's difficult. And, um, Part of it is you feel very alone that you're you're going through something on your own, but uh, I think Tom has a good uh, group of yeah. people around him, and so I think that will be very helpful to him. Make sure you stay tuned um, to thebestshow.net for any information on the show. Uh, at yep. the best at best show for life is our Twitter. Yep. That's best show number four life. Of course, you can follow Tom at Sharpling for um, further updates. And uh, also yeah. an Instagram. Oh, that's right. We have an Instagram. Yeah, best show for life is our Instagram as well. Number four. Yeah, life. 
And uh, yeah, the uh, the best show's top ten music moments, um, as rated by the Pitchfork.com, is up. You guys should check out that article. Uh, stay tuned for more, you know, info. We'll um, we'll keep it right here at thebestshow.net. And please, please, please tell your friends, tell anyone that doesn't know already that this show is back, that Tom is back, that we're in full swing of things here at thebestshow.net. So uh, yeah, stay tuned for more. Thanks a lot, guys. Twenty-year-old Frankie He's married, he's got a kid And he's working in a factory I want to get it Do you want to need it? I'm going to have it. Who's going to have it? Your, your lady needs to get it. You're going to give it. I need it in the morning. I need it in the evening. I got to get it when I'm on a picnic. And there it is. You know you want to give it up. You got to give it up. Drift trip through It's a Small World, pretending I was a U.N. interpreter. Spring break. Spring Edward G. Robinson to me was an enormous influence. I just loved the guy. First of all, he looked like all my relatives. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a demented Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't, I know people could, blacks could feel, what he's, I'm not a racist, that's what's so insane about this, I don't, and yet, it's said, it comes through, it fires out of me, and uh, even now in the, in, in the, in the passion and the, and the, that's here as I, as I confront myself. Moonlight takes what?
puppy dogs. <laughs>
Chicken's are stolen us. The push bowl has been spiked on today. One of you jive time turkeys put some ecstasy in it. And now I'm another social studies teacher out on the dance floor in a man diaper doing a cha-cha slide. Also, if you get shot with an arrow on this holiday, that is not Cupid. There's a hobo with a crossbow out in the parking lot. Think the teachers are students. Sunrise, already gone, best of my love, one of these nights, lion eyes, take it to the limit, Hotel California, life in the fast lane, new kid in town, I can't tell you why, the long run, heartache tonight. Well, what, 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 what's going on with your little, your little four loco? Uh, little. Anybody who uses the word little to describe anything is automatically... Uh... Is automatically what, Tom? Is automatically what? 
You're what, going what's at going me. on with your, your, your pimping out for loco? Why? You're going at me, tough guy. Why don't you come down here? Where are you? Do not come uh, down here. Uh, I've been in New York City before, pal. What? And I'll be in New York City again. Yeah, why don't you okay. well, if, you want, if, you, if you want that. All right. Come on down. I'll, I'll, I'll beat you oh, and really? your life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to Hey, Julie. 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 Don't you talk to her. To don't no, you talk to her. No, I can talk to her. her. She, she's fantastic. And you know Wait, what you are? How drunk are you? And she shouldn't be associating with you. How drunk? She shouldn't, how drunk are you? Pathetic. 90, 90%. Yeah, you're pathetic. You're pathetic. What? what? Pathetic? Yeah. Why, why am I pathetic, man? You're a sad loser. What's your name? <laughs> My name's... Steve. <clears throat> Could you sound more like a, a cliche of, of, a, of a drunk? <clears throat> My name is Steve. What did you think is a stoodles? And chicks and getting loaded, right. and these guys are talking about comic books and and those uh, those collectibles. Mm. Oh, Mike, we're back. That's back. You're back. I'm back. It's all back. Best show's back. Philly Boy Roy's back. Everybody's back. Come 